I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform, and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it, and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which, from personal experience, I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often, so stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Good morning and welcome back to Practical Stoicism. I'm your host, Tanner Campbell, and today we'll be delving into the second meditation of Book 3 of the Meditations of Marcus Aurelius. Before I took my one-month holiday between seasons, this podcast was ranked in the top 50 of U.S. podcasts in the philosophy category. During the break, it held this position, and since returning, it has shot up to number 39. That's thanks to all of you staying engaged with the episodes, even while I wasn't producing new content. We have also, amazingly, crossed the 800 review threshold across all podcast platforms that allow for ratings, which is a feat I have never accomplished with any other podcast I've ever produced. Ratings are not easy to get people to leave, and so many of you have left them. And then one last thing. Upon its release, my book, Practical Stoicism Volume 1, reached spot 134 in the social philosophy category on Amazon. I am not pointing any of this out to gloat. Instead, I'm pointing it out to express that I have a lot to be grateful for, and that fact is thanks to you. I know I say it frequently, but I'm going to say it again. That so many of you get so much out of this podcast fills me with a great sense of purpose. And as you know, if you've been listening a while, feeling purposeful is part of what stoicism is all about. So thank you. Here's meditation number two. We should remember that even nature's inadvertence has its own charm, its own attractiveness. The way that loaves of bread split open on top in the oven. The ridges are just byproducts of the baking, and yet pleasing somehow. They rouse our appetite without our knowing why, or how ripe figs begin to burst, and olives on the point of falling, the shadow of decay gives them a peculiar beauty. Stalks of wheat bending under their own weight, the furrowed brow of the lion, flecks of foam on the boar's mouth, and other things. If you look at them in isolation, there's nothing beautiful about them. And yet, by supplementing nature, they enrich it and draw us in. And anyone with a feeling for nature, a deeper sensitivity, will find it all gives us pleasure, even what seems inadvertent. He'll find the jaws of live animals as beautiful as painted ones or sculptures. He'll look calmly at the distinct beauty of old age in men, women, and at the loveliness of children, and other things like that will call out to him constantly, things unnoticed by others, 
things seen only by those at home with nature and its works. One of the biggest differences found among the many similarities between Stoicism and Buddhism is a lack of poetry in the former. Buddhist texts tend to use very flowery, flowing, and beautiful language, often steeped in metaphor, to describe things. But in Stoicism we find, perhaps, the sort of inadvertence that Marcus references here. In Stoicism's straightforwardness, there is a simplistic and literal beauty. Imagine all the poetic ways in which one might describe the beauty in the face of a lion, and then have a short laugh over how Marcus has done it here. It's just an observation, but to those of us attracted to Stoicism over other not dissimilar philosophies, the straightforward bluntness of Stoicism may be its split loaves. But I will digress there. What is Marcus telling us in this meditation? Remember that nature is chaotic in its goings-on. It doesn't do things for the sake of us, nor for the sake of itself. It simply does things. What we're witnessing in this meditation is Marcus's marking of the fact that even though the split tops of freshly baked loaves of bread would seem to serve no specific purpose, to the individual who is in touch with nature, who seeks to understand it and appreciate it, there is beauty even in these sorts of things. But deeper than that, there is the subtle suggestion that anyone who can find beauty in even the most mundane bits of nature is closer to it. And if you remember from book one, nature, according to the Stoics, is divine. To bring ourselves in line with nature is one of the goals of Stoicism, and so it must also be true that to find beauty in whatever nature produces is to be practicing a sort of worship of the divine. You are taking the time to find joy in the process and expression of nature, no matter how small, inconsequential, or potentially even how conventionally unbeautiful those expressions might be. For example, and to wrap up, is the decaying human form beautiful? Perhaps not objectively, but Marcus sees beauty in the aging faces of men and women, perhaps because he sees nature at work, and the things which happen to us are not intentionally good or bad from nature's point of view, but nature's divinity can at least make those things beautiful. Thanks for listening this morning. I appreciate you spending your Saturday or Sunday or whenever you listen mornings with me. Thank you for all the reviews. And to those of you who have purchased my book and left reviews on the book, thank you for doing that. If you would like to review this podcast or if you'd like to purchase a copy of Volume 1 of Practical Stoicism, there are links to do those things in the show notes of this episode. And I would appreciate it if you can find the time. Other than that, again, thank you for being here. And until next time, take care. Take care.